What's up, everybody? It's Jordan Stoltz, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Welcome to another show. In today's show, I'm continuing my series about things you can learn from various groups of people in their exercise modalities. And today, I'm talking about calisthenics, callous athletes, uh, what we can take from people who just train using body weight training, and and kind of how you can hybrid this and use it in your own training. Um, thank you for joining me, and thank you for all the support of the show. Seems like yesterday's show went over pretty well, so I'm glad about that. Um, if you want to be entered into the contest that I'm going to do, probably on Friday to draw a free t-shirt, possibly Monday, um, you have a couple days left to go leave a review on iTunes or any other uh, podcast platform that you listen to. Just go leave a review and you'll be entered to win. I will totally randomly draw someone's name um, out of a technology hat <laughs> and uh, the person whose name I draw will win a fitness, food, and freedom t-shirt. So be sure you leave a review, be sure you leave it five stars and that will help the podcast grow, but it will also um, help you possibly get a free t-shirt. Thanks for joining me for another episode. Let's get down to the show. Episode 205. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. What's going on, guys? Jordan Stoltz here, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. I'm back the very next day after my Motivation Tuesday for a Workout Wednesday. Workout Wednesday. Excited for today's show because I'm continuing this series that I started um, several weeks ago, and I, I'm, I'm kind of crazy about this series. I love this one. I think this is super important for everybody. It's this three things that anyone can learn series. So I started out talking about bodybuilders. I transitioned over to powerlifters. I talked about crossfitters um, just a couple weeks ago. And today I'm continuing that series on with my fourth installment of this kind of series about things you can take from anybody. And if you missed an episode of that, I'd recommend you go back and listen to uh, the last several Workout Wednesdays. Um, that would be three episodes back and every three before that, I guess you could say. Um, it's all titled Three Things You Can Learn From Anyone or Three Things Anyone Can Learn. Uh, and you can kind of find the episodes that way. There's three others besides this one today, and I, I recommend you listen to all of them because it's not just about uh, you know picking one thing that you're interested in, right? Maybe you're a bodybuilder, and you saw this episode on iTunes, you're just like, well, I've been interested in Im implementing bodyweight exercise into my training program, so I want to see what this guy has to say about that. And I totally recommend, I mean, that you do that, but I also recommend that you go back and listen to the other ones because you shouldn't single yourself out even if you're trying to... to round out your training approach, right? Because why are you why are you so focused on on one thing? Why are you putting yourself in a box and even if you're trying to grow and transition out maybe into bodyweight exercise, why only bodyweight exercise, right? Why not more conditioning like a crossfitter does? Why not more um maybe more intense training, more heavy training like a powerlifter does? 
And if you're in any of these other boxes, it's the same kind of thing. You know, why are you only looking at one method of training? The best training model is the one that is the one that includes various aspects that gets you well-rounded, that gets you ready for general life in general, and it just gets you in shape in general. And there's some kind of controversy about this because you have this jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none kind of scenario, right? Because you end up possibly not being that great at anything if you focus on too many things. So if your training program has has different aspects to it and it has an aspect of conditioning, it has an aspect of strength building, has an aspect of body weight training, um, maybe some other areas as well. Um, you know, you're focusing on isolation movements, compound movements, the whole thing. If you're really rounded like that, you aren't going to get super good at one of those things, right? You're not going to be the best body weight calisthenics person out there. You're not going to be the strongest power lifter. You're not going to be the the bodybuilder with, with the most muscle control. You're not going to be the crossfitter who can do the Metcon in the shortest amount of time. And that's the point is that you're not that specialized that you put all your energy toward that one thing, right? There's a time and a place for that. And there's a certain group of people who I believe this podcast isn't really for that, um, that are singular focused like that, right? If you're totally into powerlifting and you want to be the best powerlifter on the planet, then you don't need a well-rounded training approach. You need a powerlifting training approach. And the same goes for any of those bodybuilding, CrossFit, calisthenics. If you want to be really, really good at any of those, you have to focus in on them for a long period of time and zero in on them. But I believe that it is a better approach for 99% of people to create a hybrid model, focus on every little thing, you know, dip your toes in the water, so to say, on every little modality of training. And, you know, maybe you get Maybe you still get really good at them, but it takes longer, right? Maybe you're in it for the long haul instead of the short haul. And that's really the difference here is instead of a 12-week program to get you shredded like a bodybuilder or you know, a, a 24-week program to, to raise your deadlift in your squat, instead of a certain you know, CrossFit program to get you ready for CrossFit competitions, instead of something like that, you're focusing on the long game. You're thinking, you know, how how much better shape can I be in or or how much better of a human can I be in? How much better prepared for normal life can I be in two, three, four, ten years, right? In this long haul, if you're just getting in shape slowly, you're minimizing completely your risk for injury. You are trying to take that out completely by by creating a balanced, well-rounded body and uh, and a training program that supports that. So that's really the point of this whole series to kind of go into it a little bit longer is, is the majority of people should be focusing on this long game, not be so dedicated to a goal unless they are actually competing and there's something on the line. Most people just need to get in better shape over time and help that trend, right? It's all about the trend. We want set short-term results. We want to lose 20 pounds in 12 weeks or something crazy like that. When in reality, most of the time, we just need to focus on the right trend, right? And if we're heading, if we're heading in the right direction over the course of a few months or a few years, then, then we're doing the right things. And there's, there's a time and a place for smart training programs. There's a time and a place for hybrid training programs. And uh, you just need to know how to balance that. 
Today's show really is about the calisthenics athletes, though, right? The people, and I call them athletes because it is nuts, the things they can do. Those You've seen them, right? You've seen the YouTube videos, the Instagram videos, those people out in the parks playing on the monkey bars, doing muscle-ups, pull-ups, dips, leg raises, whatever they're going to be doing, and and focusing solely on bodyweight exercise. And there's a few things that we can learn from them as well, right, and put into our own training. Now, just to quickly touch on calisthenics training, I think it's awesome, right? As you'll see from a couple of my a couple of my things that I'm going to draw from them, a couple of the lessons that I draw from them. I think it's a great way of, of, of training because it's it's versatile, it's it's fun, and it's impressive, right? And you're really getting control of your body, not just to kind of hint for my first one that's going to come up here in a second. Uh, but I do think that it's not optimal um, to solely focus on that. Unless, as I just said before in the last five minutes, if you want to be the best calisthenics athlete you can be, Go ahead and focus on that, and you're going to do just fine. But for the majority of people, just bodyweight exercise isn't going to get them all the way to their goals. It's not going to get them enough strength gains and balanced strength gains um, as maybe some free weights or a blend of the two is going to get you, right? So I totally believe that the best method is going to be a blend of the two. I think I'm going to do a workout Wednesday, maybe next week or the week after on a training template that you can use because I'm talking about this hybrid model, but how do you actually implement it, right? That's kind of what I'm thinking about doing. Um, but for t- for right now, let's kind of dive into the three things that you can take from calisthenics athletes, the three things that they do in their training that are useful and that you can implement in yours, even if you're not solely focused on calisthenics. Number one, as I hinted, is going to be that, that you are controlling your body right you are learning how to use your body and 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 control it through space and that is super important it's the general it's just the 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 principle the outlying principle of calisthenics training is that you are getting better at controlling your body doing things with your body through space right whether it's pulling it up over a bar whether it's pushing it up over a bar whether it's moving your legs moving your arms whether it's getting into a handstand a push up a one arm push up a one leg squat whatever it is you're learning to control your body and you're you're fixing the things that you need to to get to the point where you can do these exercises. What I mean by that is there's going to be a lot of glaring mobility problems, strength problems, um, body composition problems, meaning if you are too heavy, you if you're too heavy, you're going to be able to do a lat pull down, right? But if you're too heavy, you're not going to be able to do a muscle up. And this is really where calisthenics training shines, is it shows you these different areas you have to improve to move your body through space. And over time, you get better at that. And I think that's really important to to build that skill. No, no matter what your training looks like, whether you focus on bodybuilding, powerlifting, CrossFit, or a hybrid of the three, as I've been talking about, you you need to learn how to move your body through space. And you need to learn how to control your body because that control is going to translate into a lot of different things, right? If you can control your body and keep it tight through through a range of motion and an exercise that's really hard, um, if you're able to keep control of your body, that's going to translate into everyday life. That's going to translate into other exercises where you have to brace and control, and it's going to be super useful as far as injury-proofing your body is concerned also because you are kind of mastering your body, right? Mastering your body weight. It's really important. I also 
just mention really quick that it shows you the body composition problems. And I think that's important as well, right? To kind of check yourself and see, can I still do this exercise or can I still move my body the way I could six months ago, right? If you can do 20 pull-ups right now and in six months you get really, really strong, you bring up your deadlift and your squat like crazy, and then you go to test your pull-ups and you can only do 12, you probably, you know, are in to, you know, maybe put on a little too much weight, maybe you're in a higher weight class that maybe you shouldn't be. Trying to maintain this relative strength over time is huge and keep on controlling your body no matter what your training program looks like and no matter what your goals are. If you can still move your body through space, you're in a good you're in a good place because if you weigh more and you can still do more pull-ups or if you if you are stronger in another lift and you can still do the pull-ups or do more even, that just means you're making progress. So it's a great great training method to show your progress and a great way uh, to actually progress in in various areas just by controlling your body as you move through space. That's number 1. Number 2, is going to be the power of practice. And this is a huge one. This is the basic training model as well of calisthenics training. And I'm just taking the baseline stuff. There's so many specifics I could get into. But man, the baseline stuff really is that they're just practicing movements, right? Yes, they want a good workout. And these people who go out and just do bodyweight exercises, whether it's on rings, bars, playgrounds, whatever it is, they go out and they practice movements, right? Because there's such a limited amount of movements. There's variations of multiple movements, but really there's the pull-up, the dip, the push-up, the squat, and the handstand push-up and you know some ab variations. And other than that, there's not a lot of options to do. So what do they have to do? They have to create variations, make them more challenging, or practice the variations that they're already good at. So they're becoming super efficient at a bodyweight exercise so they can perform it even better and more efficiently. And that's something you can definitely apply into your training no matter what it is, right? If you are a power lifter or a hybrid, of course, because I don't want to single you out, if you train the squat in any sense and and you want to get better at that movement, for example, you should be practicing, not just training, right? Think of it more than just training your squat or training your legs. Think of it like you're practicing to get better at the movement you want to get better at because it is a lot of that. There's a lot of coordination, a lot of mobility, a lot of spatial awareness, a lot of, of, hand, of like hand-eye coordination, coordination with your brain, neuromuscular things going on. There's a lot going on in a movement that's that, that that's that's that compound, excuse me. And the the squat's just one example where you can implement practice just like calisthenics athletes do. So maybe it looks like you train your squat, maybe you do a variation twice a week, right? Maybe one day it's your main strength mover, maybe another day you're doing it as a secondary movement, uh, maybe to like a deadlift or something like that. But the other days are you practicing that movement? Are you dropping down to do a squat regularly and seeing what that feels like? Practicing the movement, practicing practicing how you sink down, seeing your mobility problems. And even in your own training, I recommend setting aside some time to just practice on that movement and maybe your like competition stance with it, right? Same thing with like CrossFit or um, the Olympic lifts are huge. It requires so much practice because they're so complex. And if you're doing a power clean from the floor, 
you're going to need to, yes, trade it with some heavy weight and learn how to power clean more and more and more, but you need to implement this the strategy from calisthenics athletes and practice that movement, right? Maybe you're strong enough to power clean 225, but maybe you need to practice with the broomstick every day, right? Just to get that practice down, get it efficient, get it second nature, that 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 mental practice, that that mind-muscle thing and get that mind-muscle connection just spot on, just like a calisthenics athlete does with a pull-up, for example. They'll go out and do hundreds of pull-ups, pull-up variations, slow pull-ups, fast pull-ups, just to practice that movement. And over time, they become super good at it. Another way you can kind of apply this is why why are you so focused on so many movements as you're gauging movements, right? Practice one and get really, really good at that. Now, I do mean keep a balanced training program, but your actual lifts that you're gauging the strength on over time should be only a few, just like a calisthenic athlete only has a few, like I mentioned. Practice variations of those, get better at those, get stronger at those, and that practice will pay off with much more efficient movement. Last one, tip number three, things we can learn from calisthenics athletes is going to be no excuses. Motivation Monday type stuff right here, right? No excuses uh, for for your training. And I think calisthenics athletes are probably the best at this. I mean, what like powerlifting gyms, you need a lot of weight, right? Bodybuilding, you need a lot of machines. CrossFit, you need you need the space, you need bumper plates, rings and all these different pieces of equipment, right? A hybrid model, maybe you need all of that. However, calisthenics athletes, what do you need? A bar, the ground, right? Just your body. That's all you need as a calisthenics athlete. And I I think that's so cool. That's the coolest part is that really your gym is anywhere that you can move your body through space. I think that's huge. I think that's something that the mindset of that can really be implemented into, into any training program, into any training method, no matter what it is that no excuses approach that, Hey, I can't get to the gym right now. I, you know, I, I slept in, it's my fault. What can I do anyways? And you go use your body as a gym. Maybe you're traveling and, and you know, you, you don't have your normal gym access. You don't have your normal barbell that you want. However, do some kind of workout, do a calisthenics workout because you have no excuse, right? I think that's huge. I think just eliminating the excuse and realizing that you don't need special equipment, special space, special time. You can get a great workout, some great practice in on certain movements, no matter where you are or what you're doing. If you're short on time, just knock out a hundred pushups in as short a time as possible, right? If you want a crazy conditioning workout, just go run a mile as fast as you possibly can, do 100 push-ups as fast as you possibly can, and repeat that as needed um, as far as much as much time as you have, right? Do, do, just do the work, right? And I think calisthenics athletes are great at this because they really do have no excuse. They're kind of forced into this corner because they can really do it anywhere, and they really don't need any special equipment, any special place. They can do it on any playground, any park, any bar, any any just anything. They can do it on your back porch as long as you just stick to push-up variations, right? You can get a great workout anywhere, and I think that's an important concept to implement in your training. It's just that no excuses approach that, hey, I might not have the ideal conditions right now, 
And I'm just going to do something. I'm going to get some practice in. I'm going to get a sweat going. I'm going to focus on one thing and just practice that for a little bit. It doesn't have to be a long hour training session. It can just be 20 minutes and I'm just going to get better today right? Just that focus of getting better every day, no excuses on not getting better every day. And that's, that's the last thing you can learn. And there's so many more from every training method, but I think those three are huge. And those three, if you implement those are going to be a game changer in your programming. So you're going to move your body through space. You're going to practice your movements a little bit more, and you're going to have no excuses about getting your workouts in. Those are the things anyone can learn from calisthenics. Workout Wednesday. Thank you for joining me for another show and be sure to leave your review if you want to be entered into win the free Triple F t-shirt. You go do that on iTunes or any other platform that you listen to. Thank you for listening and for being a supporter of the show. I appreciate you guys. I'll see you guys on Friday for a Foodie Friday and and maybe let me know Hit me up on the contact form on triplefpodcast.com slash contact or on Instagram at stoltzfit if you'd be interested in me um, describing a training program to you. I don't know how that would really work on a podcast uh, form, right, where I'm actually speaking a training program instead of writing it. It's totally different, but I think a template would really help people as far as this hybrid model is concerned. Uh, If you're comfortable with exercise selection, you could use this template forever and it would really give you some great results. Uh, So thank you for joining me. Thank you for an awesome series here about three things you can learn from various forms of exercise. Um, So important for everybody to hear and so important uh, for your own training, for my training, for anyone's training. Uh, I'll see you guys on Friday. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.